Oh, KRS One, Craig, I got one more for you. Harris one Sound of the Police. That's a good song. There's Eddie Fiola. Oh, we got it. What's up, Mr. Eddie Fiola? He's joining right now. He's connecting the audio. I think hey, I got it. I got it. Hey. Yeah. Hey, what up, buddy? Technology. <laughs> so thanks for joining. Uh Craig and I, Craig and I just invited Zach to jump in and, and hang out while uh while he's got a little bit of downtime. He joined without a shirt, so we took off our shirts to uh to be as a sign of solidarity. So you don't have to do that. I just want you to know we're not weirdos. Well, we're weirdos, but I want <laughs> I you to know why say, we're weirdos. It, it must look really you guys must be hot where you guys are at. <laughs> yeah. Phoenix, Phoenix is uh is about a buck, uh buck thirteen right now. So it's hot out here. But uh even more awkward than explaining why I'm not wearing clothes is gonna be when my wife walks in here and uh Craig and Zach and myself are not wearing clothes. That'll be funny. But well, Eddie, the, good, the good news is is that he's gonna be naked here in a minute. So just give yeah. him a second. <laughs> right? Calm down. All right. So oh, God. Eddie. Eddie, I'm stoked that you joined uh, because I was just telling Zach, I have a lot of dirt jumper questions for Zach. And uh, one of the news items we're going to cover on the podcast was I watched you unbox uh, some new dirt jumper frames on the Legends Instagram uh, this week, I think. And and I'm curious. I'd like to know a little bit more about what's going on with you. Right. So uh, Bill Ryan over at Supercross uh, has made... Um, we're in the process of making a, a new line, you know, with legends and the bike I had before that Bill made was a chromoly frame, um, straight head tube, uh, the same geometry as uh, all the normal dirt jumpers. Um, and we, we ran through all of those and we, we sold them out. Uh, he came up with a new design. I said, I wanted a little bit lighter. Uh, he sent me a prototype last week. Uh, I'm putting it together. I haven't gotten it all that back together yet, but it's an aluminum frame now. It's literally a pound and a half lighter. Um, there's a, a couple things that, you know, because it's a prototype, there's a couple things I want to change on it. But uh, other than that, uh, it looks beautiful. And to imagine a, a performer look in aluminum, it's got the double top tubes near the head, uh, the, the seat mast. And, um, matter of fact, I, we might even have one, hang on. I got to go out to the shop. <laughs> you guys, it looks like, it looks like, hey, the, it looks like aluminum the, the performer. It looks like the performer that you all grew up with. It literally looks like that. Oh, only so you much. can put dirt jumper parts on it and hey. take it out to the pump. Eddie's garage looks way bigger than when he was on our show last. I got to admit right. that. Well, see, this is, this is the chrome Molly frame. 
And this is now the aluminum frame. Yeah, look at that. Wow. It's got the performer bend here. It's got the double little bar. You can't stand here. It's not, not made for that. But uh, it's beautiful. It's light. It's kind of cool. All right. So let That's me ask awesome. this. Do you have a tapered head tube on that now? I now have a tapered head tube. a boy. Yeah, so I, I, I upgraded. Uh, I, I made it better. And uh, all the new forks are tapered. So that's what we went with. What, what do you, when you're Eddie and Zach, when you guys, you guys are proficient, you are, you got your own bikes, you got, you know, you're on the dirt jumpers. What is it about a dirt jumper that you look for? Like guys like Isaac and I, we want to get on dirt jumpers and give it a try and get out there, hit the trails. But what is it like that you guys look for? Zach, you just mentioned tapered head tube. What else What else in, in a dirt jumper is like something that you guys have to have on that bike? Um, it's got to say SE going up the, up the top, the bottom <laughs> tube. <laughs> yeah. My, see, my only rule is it says Supercross on the dropout. Yeah, yeah. So... So, like, I, I go to the other guys, the older guys that are riding the pump track, and I say, hey, would you like to try my bike? And they're going, no, no, I don't want to try a dirt jumper. I don't want to do that. I'm going, then I roll my bike up next to their bike, and my handlebars are literally exact same height as their handlebars. I yep. they, they run their seat a little higher because we're older. Um, my seat is exact same height as their seat. The only difference is, is that I have big wheels and these big wheels are a little bit faster a little bit smoother takes up less you know less bumps and and it's just that's what i tell these guys i'm going once you try a dirt jumper you won't go back i i swear to you riding the the 20 inch it makes it feel like it's so twitchy and and not it's just smooth the dirt jumpers are just big bmx bikes and and uh you know when i went from um uh, a 20 inch uh, and riding a 26 inch on, or no, 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 a 24 inch on one of the covers with RL. It was like a, a night and day difference. It was like, this is so fast and it's so smooth. Um, so as we went up to the 26s, it, it just went really well. I don't know about the 27.5 or the 29s. I think that's getting a little bit too big. Um, it raises the bike up off the ground. We still want the, the, the low CG and, uh, it works. Well, oh, and I've yeah. seen you ride that bike at the skate, at the skate park when we were at Woodward, Eddie, um, I remember you going from dirt trails into the bowls. So, I mean, tell me about the university, the universal features of that bike. Cause it's not just a dirt jumper. It can, you could ride that thing anywhere, right? Right. Like I'm saying is that my bike is the exact same height in the, in handlebars and seat and the pedals and everything. So it feels like a BMX bike, but I can ride the bowls and, and the transitions are smoother and it just, and because now that we have, um, a little bit of suspension that, that takes up the accidental nose bonks or the hard landings and, and it gives a little bit of finesse and i to me that's what it feels like so um ramps ground i'm doing front wheel 180s on it so i can do some flatland um i do the the skid 360 with the bike um there you know the bike is is rideable and it's not 
I don't know why we call it a dirt jumper. It's just a name, but it's a big BMX bike. Yeah, I think it, honestly, I think that dirt jumpers are the most universal bikes on the planet. You can ride them anywhere. And what's also nice about them is you are able to take them on a ride out. You're able to sit down and you're able to cruise 20 miles with everyone on it. You know, if you raise the seat a little bit, you can do that. It's really hard to do that on a BMX bike, honestly, you know, to be comfortable for a 20 mile ride on a dirt jumper. You can do that. But yet it, you know, I've been riding a dirt jumper now since 2006 is when I kind of officially retired from BMX and made the switch over to dirt jumpers. And all it did was my wrist stopped hurting at the end of every session. My ankles didn't hurt anymore. My back wasn't hurting because I'm not bent over anymore. So like everything is so much smoother and and so much more fun. And I can do every single trick on my on my dirt jumper that I could do on a 20. Right. And and not only that is that like now even with the uh the dirt jumpers we have the hydraulic brakes and and they they work and and the uh you know the aspect of um, the chain being the same size as the BMX chains. And so everything just transfers over it. It's not something out of your ordinary. So. Yeah. And you got, I mean, you've got obviously a geometry difference, but you know, I'm thinking about like the shocks and stuff, the front end of the bike. So Zach, if you're doing that, like transitioning from BMX to you, uh, you know, now that you're exclusively on the dirt jumper, are you locking out your forks for different um, terrain or features, or do you find a like comfortable zone that you could just always ride with as far as the forks go? I'm I'm I lock my forks out twenty four seven because even when you truly lock them out, it doesn't fully lock them out. There's still a little bit of give in them, right? There's always even when you lock them out, like you don't feel it. Like if you're standing there and pushing down, you can't push them down. But when you actually are in the air and you come down a little bit. There is suspension there. And that's that's what saves that's what saves it. You know, that's what that's why Eddie and I are still riding bikes, you know, <laughs> as long as we've been riding them. You know, it, it, it's just the way it's just the way that it is. Let me, you let know? me ask and, you this. When because when I've researched dirt jumpers, right? Uh like I was on I was looking at Supercross Shine 4, right? And it's got like they have a large, a medium, I think a medium small or something like that. There's a couple of different sizes uh, when it comes to those frames. What would you say is is important when you look at making that switch from geometry from the 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 handling? Uh, like I right now, I ride a twenty six inch Supercross SX two fifty. So when I make that transition to a dirt jumper, I'd like to feel the same is uh, at least you know the handling of it a bit. What what would you suggest? Do I go for the longer frame or or I tend to go short because I, I know I like like my flatland frame. I know I like like a 19 and a half, 20 inch top tube. So what, what what am I looking at when I look at a dirt jumper frame from your from you and Eddie both who were, who've ridden these and know what I'm coming from? Where would you suggest a friend look at when it comes to sizing? You know, I wouldn't necessarily go with a large. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of shorter frames as well. You know, I think most of the BMX guys are. You know, and you know, you're five. What are you? Five nine? Five ten? Five eleven on a good day. I'll say five eleven with some vans. Five eleven with vans. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like me, like 
I I definitely wouldn't go to a large. I would I would definitely stay in the medium range, you know. And and most bikes, in, in all honesty, and like SE, they only offer one size. They offer one size frame. Eddie, you offer one size frame. Right. Well, my bike will only be one size. Um, the the Supercross frame is a large that I'm riding. But, you know, it varies. It's like, you know, shoes, you know, like uh, Nikes are going to fit different than a pair of Vans. And, you know, you got to figure it out. But I, I ride a large um, on the Supercross size, but it still feels pretty small. But I've ridden a smaller bike and I, and I didn't. It was too small. Um, but the, the uh, you know, I'll, I'll get you guys like the, the, the actual dimensions or they're going to be on online uh of the of the frame but it, it feels just like my bmx bike and and yeah. i don't think you're gonna have a uh to you know a big deal with it you know because i i ride the large and i'm only you know four foot 17 so you know it's <laughs> <laughs> what, for those geez, Eddie. <laughs> for those that don't know math that is four foot 11 inches <laughs> I tell people I'm a, a 600 months old, so uh, yeah. that's fine. You can use that term. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I like it. So if I'm looking at that stuff, where where do I invest the money after I look at the frame? What what other parts are going to be the like here? Because if I if I'm looking at BMX bike, if I'm if my friends come to me and say I'd like a, a wheelie bike, I'll usually tell them, dude, if you just get stock, you know, stock wheels, good brakes, some cool stop pads. Like you are going to wheelie and you will be fine. You don't need to go spend $5,000 on brakes and wheels yeah. and hubs for a BMX wheelie bike. You know, I know people that do that and they like that bougie look because they want the best of the best. And I understand that. I respect it. Where should I spend my money if I'm on a, like I'll say, if I'm on a budget, where would you invest? Would you go cranks, forks, wheels? Where is it? Bars? Okay. So, so. This is my idea, and this is what I've done, and and because I only have a frame, and I, I don't sell forks, and I don't sell, you know, as of right now, I, I haven't talked to Bill if he's got anything in the works, but I literally went online to a, a bike company that's called Bikes Online, and I bought a complete polygon. Yeah. So this complete polygon dirt jumper is 1200 bucks, a complete bike. But all those parts fit on my frame. So so I can buy, I can't buy rims for, you know, rims, cranks, forks, and handlebars for less than 1200 bucks. Uh, if I get a complete bike for 1200 bucks, then I can sell a frame for 200 bucks and still make some money back and still have spent less money than, than if you're going budget wise. Now, take it. That's just getting my bike going. Just so I can ride it, I am going to spend a buttload of money on rims. I'm going to spend a buttload of money on on a good shock. Um, uh, Supercross has all the different components, and and we're gonna make. I want to make the bike as light as I can, just to have one. But um, budget wise, I don't know how SE has a complete, um, but I know that Polygon has a complete for twelve hundred bucks online. Bikes online. So, Zach, do you guys have a complete bike that's a, a good smoking deal? Yeah. So, SE, in all honesty, I honestly think they and, and we we can talk about the same thing, Eddie, because 
you would really love all the SE parts that come on it. Yes. But you're looking at SE, you're you're looking at $14.99 for their complete. Still not a bad price. No, but you're you're getting like the high end, you're getting the Manitou expert fork, you know, so you're getting the air forks. You're not gonna have to worry about switching your forks out. You're getting a super, super strong rim. I've had amazing luck with the rims there. So you don't need right. to worry about that. Um, you would want to update your cranks um, because the, that do, they do come with a bolt-on, you know, a, a bolt crank. You know, it's got the pinch bolt on it versus, you know, a regular 48 spline. So you'd right. want to update right. that. Or, but a, besides, or a two-piece. Or a two-piece. But besides that, that's it. You know, that's you, – you don't – and in, in all honesty, you know, I, I know I ride for SE and I have to I have to talk highly of them. But, you know, I would love, you know, nothing more than to promote my boy Eddie on this too. buy an SE, buy any of those bikes and throw all of your parts onto there because. Truly, the bikes that are out these days are such good builds that you can just buy a complete and you can swap it over to another frame like, like you're doing Eddie. And it's an yeah. absolutely amazing build. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you I know? think you're on something there because it, like I, I'm not one that would, that would really enjoy part like, or even know what to source out for a dirt jumper. But if I, if I have a, like a, if I go and offer up and I find a used dirt jumper, someone that's like, yeah, it's not my jam anymore. Go on, buy a brand new one on, on line and then just, do the swap out that to me makes a lot more sense because i i'm good riding some eight spline cranks or something like that because then i know what i'm going to wear out and then i know where to invest the money versus like man i spend a ton on these wheels and i've never had a problem with the stock wheels you know what i mean so that's something but eddie i want to see you on like some carb like you got we got to get bill to get you some of those carbon wheels and some carbon cranks and so i was thinking those carbon wheels and then there's that new there's that new company that's doing those uh fiber um uh spokes mm -hmm. it's literally like like thread and so i want to try to do that um and see how that holds up and see how strong that is um but yeah i mean it, the the possibilities are endless to make the lightest bike i can possibly do i don't know if it's good to ride something that you don't feel anymore <laughs> like the weight <laughs> you know it, you got to have some type of weight underneath you to 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 get that that feel is, yeah. is that what you're going for i mean like it, with your new frame the prototypes that isaac was talking about and you were talking about is is when you build this thing or when you do that part swap over from your for complete bike um once you start really tuning it in eddie are you going is something you want to do is just go for the like lightest complete bike that you can make yourself yes at least one, at least okay. one. I want to see how light I can make it. I, I bought a set of, I don't know if you've ever hung on to a pair of carbon bars, like handlebars that are made out of carbon fiber. But the, the, when I bought them, they came in this pool noodle, right? And this little styrofoam noodle, right? I pulled the bars out and the bars were lighter than the noodle. <laughs> so, I mean, like how, how I and like I, it almost makes me like not trust the carbon fiber bars. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I got Bill sent me some carbon fiber uh, eight inch BMX bars. Yes, and when you just pull them out, you pull exactly what you're talking. You pull them out of the box, and you're like, I cannot trust this because this it weighs 
less than or, than your Allen wrench. Weighs more. Yeah, it weighs less than the box. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It, it's it it mentally it does mentally it does mentally hurt like to try and get past that. I I a thousand percent agree with you. I, I have a hard time with it. Um, I love the stiffness, and I love that the how light it is. But man, right. it it really does it does mess with you mentally. Let me tell you, this is hilarious. So, Zach, when if you think about uh you know like starting out dirt jumping, what what is the first what are the first things you would say? Hey. Go get comfortable with this bike by doing blank. What would what would it be? The minute I get my bike built up, what would you suggest I do? I would just say go for a ride. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. Dirt, like like Eddie was saying, dirt jumpers have come along so far. They've evolved so much that literally I can hand my friends, you know, that ride BMX 24-7. They hop on my dirt jumper and within, you know, a hundred feet. Within a hundred feet, they're hitting, you know, the the medium and large lines on the dirt jumps. They're really that quick, that easy to get comfortable on. There's there's not like this big learning curve that you have to take to get used to it. The bigger learning curve is once you get used to riding your dirt jumper, is then when you hop back onto a 20-inch that front wheel gets a little bit, that front wheel gets a little bit squirrely, you know, just because there's, there's nothing in front of you and it becomes really twitchy. So, so, uh, I, like I, I'm in for, I, I agree with you about the, like, just take it for a ride. My, my buddy, Sean, the guy that, that works on my Sean Spence, uh, swanky Sean's on Instagram. He works on all my bikes and he's a dirt jump guy. He jumped on his bike and like, just went out and was doing like literally, ground to ground to wall wall rides on a 26 inch you know dirt yeah. jumper. he's just boom he's up i was like couldn't believe it blew my mind yeah they're uh, they're su- they're super easy like they're there's for people that ride bmx they can hop onto a dirt jumper and be accustomed to it within a couple hundred yards yeah yeah okay like not joking all Eddie, right. how long like you've been working you said you've been working with bill ryan from supercross like from your ideas or when you said, Hey, I want to do this aluminum frame. Like how long did that, how long did that process take? <laughs> this is, this is the world of BMX. He said two weeks. <laughs> so it's been on the, I think it's been on the third year. And I, I just got it. Start that. Did he, he started that at, when we were at like hell track, right? In like 2018. Yeah. 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 It's, the world of BMX is just unbelievable on how slow things go, but they, Everybody thinks it's, uh, you know, when I first got into it and I was talking to Bob Morales and I was going, you know, he said two weeks and it's six months later and it's not, it's taking forever and now it's costing more and this and that. And I'm, you know, I'm telling Bob Morales all of this stuff. And, and this is my first, you know, uh, a venture that I'm paying for everything out of my pocket. And he goes, welcome to BMX. And this is just the way it is. I mean, like, a lot of times it's not the person putting it like like Johnny was building my bikes at one time. And sometimes it's not Johnny's fault. Maybe he he ran out of steel or the steel company doesn't have enough steel or the um, the powder coat company doesn't have enough powder coat. And when he says he doesn't have it because somebody else is, I got to deal with it, you know, and yep. I'm not building it on my own. And you're like, and I'm so used to doing like my stunts. Um, you know, if somebody says, Hey, I need you to fall right here. 
I fall right there. I can <laughs> give them the product right here and now. Right. So yeah. I, here's, uh, I just got back from, uh, New Mexico and, um, I, it was a, a Disney film and, uh, I'm doubling Cheech from Cheech and Chong. Right? <laughs> One that it's a Disney film and, and it's Cheech <laughs> Marin that's, that's doing it. Um, but they, they hire me because of my height and my size and my skin color and, and all this stuff. And, and it's funny as I, I get to set and the uh, wardrobe lady hands me, you know, shows me where my room is. And, and in the room is a long sleeve shirt, gloves, long pants, a helmet, glasses and a face mask. So you don't even see my skin. All right. All right. So they bring me to set and uh, they have this this Harley. So he doesn't ride motorcycles at all. And they have this Harley in the driveway. And I said, OK, what do you need me to do? A, a wheelie, a burnout? You know, what do you would not just drive out of the driveway and make a left? That's it. <laughs> That's all I got to do. All right. This is the cakewalk job. That doesn't happen all that often, but it works. So what, what else are you working on right now? Is there anything else you can tell us about or even uh, just like code name? As of right now, because of the strike is happening, there's not a lot going on. Um, so the writer strike, the actor strike, you know, we're not getting our, you know, our, our residuals that we should be getting. Um, what I am working on right now is, you know, so I, I did the book and the book was called when I was King. And the the guy doing the book is Billy Henrinkle. He thinks that we need to do a documentary. So now we're in the process of doing a documentary. So the documentary, he asked me for a bunch of phone numbers. And I don't know if any of the phone numbers worked or not. But, but eventually, I guess they did because he's got names and he's got places. He's going and he's got dates. He... I gave him Tony Hawk's number and Tony Hawk said, yes, he's, he's doing a, uh, an interview with Tony Hawk. I gave him Mike Metzger's number. He's doing an interview with Mike Metzger. I gave him, you know, uh, Steve Caballero. Uh, I gave them, uh, even Ed Helms, Ed Helms is on board. He wants to do an interview and, uh, he, he, you know, did you hear that story about Ed Helms and I on the, the, the hangover? I believe no. you mentioned that when you were on our show, but tell it again, please, because it's a good one. I love the yeah. Ed Helm story. Go ahead. So I'm on the movie, uh, The Hangover, and it's the scene where they're driving the cop car on the sidewalk in Las Vegas. And I get hired as just a stunt guy to get out of the way. Um, and the, the car was supposed to be driving 25, 30 miles an hour on the sidewalk. And a whole slew of stunt people were hired to get out of the way near misses and all this other stuff. They changed the idea and they changed it to just driving really slow at two miles an hour, nothing really major. So anyhow, prior to this, and I get on set, um, and again, a, uh, a PA, a production assistant comes up to me and says, Hey, you know, uh, wardrobe over is over here and hair and makeup is over here and hey do you do you ride bikes or something are you are you famous or something i go i ride bikes a little bit here and there but i'm not 
being hired to ride a bike. I'm just hired to be a stunt guy. And I asked her why. And she goes, well, one of our, one of our actors is a huge fan of yours. I go, who? And she goes, Ed Helms. And I'm going, oh, cool. So I don't, at this point in time, I don't know. I'm not real sure who Ed Helms was or is. Um, the name didn't sound from it. I knew his, I know his face. Um, and, uh, so, so I get on set and I'm doing the, the, the walking out of the way, the cop cars driving down the, uh, the strip on the sidewalk and they have to either change lenses or change batteries. And Ed Helms jumps out of the car, runs over to me and says, Hey, you know that trick you do in the very beginning of Brad and you you put your foot down or you you put your bike on the pedal and you whip it around. I got that trick down. I had a BMX team. He started telling me what kind of bike he used to ride, what kind of tricks he does. He was stoked that I was there. He he we exchanged numbers. Then we start talking about the movie Rad. This is prior to uh Talia selling it. And I was telling him that I was looking for the rights and I was trying to get a hold of Talia and, and try to buy the rights and do something with Rad and get it out there again. And he says, Ed says, well, the director goes to lunch and breakfast for Talia all the time. And he starts waving over the director. So I'm just a stunt guy on set. And now I'm talking to one of one of the main actors and the director. And we're talking about Rad. Right. Yeah. And and I start telling him about the movie and about how I want to own it and all this other stuff. And he says, I'll call her right now. And he pulls out his phone and he starts dialing up and he's waiting. And the phone just rings and it rings and it rings. And she never answered the phone. And that's as far as it got on my part. But uh, it's a good story. Dude, that's amazing. I love that. I, I That scene. In fact, you guys, you can Google uh hangover sidewalk scene and you can watch eddie i if you watch the interview that craig and i did with eddie uh about a year and a half two years ago i also put the clip in there and, and point out here's eddie right here walking You're yeah. right across the screen <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and and i'm also the um the valet at the um the junkyard where they get their car where he thinks it's going to be you know foobard and uh, I'm the one driving up and I hand them the paperwork and the keys. Oh, dude, I'm going to have to check it out again. Here's what's yeah. funny. I can I can see you. If I just see you as Eddie Fiola walking in a movie, my brain won't register. But if I see you you uh, riding in a movie, whether it's crew, whether it's in the middle of a library and you're you're on top of bookshelves. I, I will see it and I'll be like, there's Eddie Fiola. We do it. My family is <laughs> at the point now where we're like, that's Eddie Fiola. Promise you that's how you feel. Yeah. You have you have a distinct way that you carry your shoulders and the way that you move a bike consistently that I've seen from King of the Skate Parks, from yep. Del Mar. If you've watched one old school VHS tape of Del Mar, you know exactly uh, the way that Eddie rides and you will see it every single film he does uh, because <laughs> it's just natural. It's fun. It's, and it makes it more exciting. Um, dude, so... Ha- I'm curious about the strike. I don't know how much you could talk about it, but just in a, in a two minute, you know, two minute plug, how does that affect uh, you as a performer that's been in movies forever? 
And how does it affect me as someone that just watches movies? But I also want to see my friends like you and Rooftop and John Bulges and people that are in the industry get paid for what they're doing and right. make sure you're paid for the yeah. The so so the 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 deal is is we're gonna we're gonna backtrack a little bit and we're gonna go back to VHS tapes. Back in the early days, uh, let's say um, a VHS tape that sold the every actor that's part of the Screen Actors Guild gets a part of 25 cents when they rent that video or when they sell that video. So um, then they fast forward to, okay, so, and this, and this works like to all uh, movies. Um, if on, brec- on, on, let's say the Breakfast Club and there's five, five or six actors, right? And you have one VHS tape, well, then those five or six actors get 25 cents and they have to split it. But if that that movie is Planet of the Apes and you have 200 stunt guys, then that 25 cents gets divided up between 200 stunt guys. So it, it gets it gets dwindled down, which was not that big of a deal. And we still made a lot of money. Fast forward to, let's say, the DVD age when they had a new contract saying, hey, DVDs aren't going to be this big. We're going to um, we're going to give you. We're going to give you 10 cents a video or a disc for for every disc that's sold. We'll give you 10 cents split between everybody. Then they came in, then fast forward again to um, this new age. And they don't know if it's going to work. And they keep saying, you know, not everybody's going to have it, but it's called the Internet, you know, and, you know, we're we're going to take off. Yeah, it won't take off. Nobody's going (laughs) to have it. Nobody's going to look online and we'll give you three cents, you know, for every download that's going to happen yet the producers are still making their original amount you know and this is why we're having this strike is that we want to get paid because you're getting paid you know share the wealth that 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 we're still the the reason the the movie is still showing is because we did our job and we did our job well enough to where you're making money so it, we just don't want it to drop down any farther um, and that they're trying to, you know, with Hulu and, you know, Netflix and uh, Apple TV, they're giving us less and less and less every time. So the, the way I'm, you know, most actors and actresses and stunt people stay alive is because we have a residual base of money coming in from all the movies we worked on in the past. Um, and that that keeps us going. Um, the the way. They, you know, they're, they're just trying to, you know, cut us out of the deal in general. There are other companies that, or other uh, countries that do it differently. Instead of residuals, they will give you three or five times the amount for the day instead of getting a residual income. So instead of, let's say, uh, working for a day for, for 500 bucks, now you're getting you know, $3,000 instead of 500 bucks for the one day of job. So some days it works. Some days, if it's a crappy film, I just made three grand and, and nobody else is ever going to see this thing. But if it, if it's an Avenger movie and you took the three grand and not the residuals, well, then you made your three grand, but you know, I'm going to make 40 grand in residuals later on. I mean, throughout 10 years from now, 
So they kind of base a, a one day deal on SAG that if you work one day, let's say you make your thousand bucks for the one day in its lifespan of, of being shown and, and reruns and all this other stuff, you'll make about 10 grand on the one day of working, but in a 10 year span. Right. So, I would take that. Yeah, I would take, I mean, I, I, I relate to this a little bit because I was, I had a roommate that was a UFC fighter and yes. he, he started to do movies and he was in, and this is back in like right around the 2000 era. He was in air force one. He was in bad boys two. He did a lot. He was a national treasure. He's just a typical Russian bad guy. If there's a Russian yep. bad guy, he's it. Yeah. And his, he did a Snickers and a Advil commercial while he was waiting to get those gigs, he made so much money on those stupid commercials. He didn't have to do shit. He just sat around and just collected checks. I'm like, what's this check for? He's like, oh, that's my movie. I was like, well, what's this check for? He's like, Snickers. I was like, God damn Snickers, man. Snickers kept us eating at Jerry's Famous Deli for a long time. Uh, oh, because yeah. He, yeah. I, he dude, just had all kinds of money. I just watched the, you know, it's been around for a long time. The the video or the commercial that at uh, that Eddie was in with, um, um, it's oh the Mountain Dew commercial. Mountain the Mountain Dew? Dew, yeah, it's the Mountain Dew commercial with Ron Wilkerson, Eddie, yeah. Eddie. What what was doing commercials back when those days in the in the eighties, man? What I mean, we were talking about residuals and payments and stuff. Were you, were you guys getting paid at least decently to make these these commercials and show up on these things? So that 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 particular commercial paid like 500 bucks a day. It took us like three days to shoot it. Um, and it got taken off the air because some mom called in and said, hey, that looks dangerous. I don't want my kid jumping into a lake. So literally Mountain Dew took that off off their off their um, their board. So it was it was short lived, but it would have ran forever. I'm going to show you guys this one. Hang on. Let's see. This is a check, a residual check I got the other day. Yeah, boy. Flexing. What is that? 21 cents? No, I think this is one penny. Oh, it's 0 0.01. Don't spend it all in one place now, dude. Yeah, dude. dude hey, I was, I was hoping it you were going to come out and take care of me it. while I'm on bed rest. <laughs> I was I was um, waiting for you to fly. I was waiting for you to fly out and take care of me and take me out to dinner. But now that I see your paychecks, maybe I should fly you out here. Right? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm going online. One penny check. Hey, here's my idea, though. Here's my idea. I didn't cash it yet. <laughs> I, I'm going to sell it. I got to sell oh. it for more than a penny. Somebody's yeah. going to want my check that I got from. Let's see. Hang on. The TV show called Numbers. I did a TV show called Numbers. Yeah, I've seen that show. About the math. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll buy it. I'll, I'll, I'll go in right now. I'll give you twenty bucks for your one penny. I'll give you. I'll put if you if you put it up. I'll give you twenty bucks because I've seen that show. But I think you should put it up on. Uh, I think you should definitely put it up on Offer Up, and I hope I'll help. Uh, uh, you know, get the word out there so you can. Very cool. Buy well, that's one what I'm gonna do. Cancel like not even a yeah, cancel. Put it out there. I will. I will put it on my Instagram post. I will post that up and be like, "Yeah, dude, the bidding war has begun. Yeah. I got twenty one dollars on it right now. <laughs> oh, hey, it's already <laughs> gone up a dollar. 
100 more than the, the original spot, you know? Ah, oh, geez. All right. That's funny. It. I'm here for it. Um, dude, I, and thanks for sharing that, Eddie. I'm, I was just really curious because I saw, I saw Rooftop was out there. He went live on Instagram and was like, right, hey, I'm out right. here. I'm out He's here on the picketing strike. line. Yeah. Yep. So and this it, is guys, actually a, a perfect time for me um, because everybody's on strike and it's going to be a little while. Um, uh, I, I'm going in in August uh, to have a, a left uh, full hip replacement. So nice. I, I need that little timeline. I've already got the right one done and loved it. So it's time for the left one. And uh, but everything will be good. I know that I know what it feels like to have a new one. So I can't yeah. wait. Dude, Moeller, Moeller got both his done. And I saw him out jumping like a week later. And yes. did you see Todd Lyons just got his knees done? And he's an inch taller. Like, <laughs> he grew an inch. Yes. Like, That's for real. Yeah. His his legs, his legs, his knees were bowed out like this, dude. And now they're like straight. But before they were, he was really bad. He was an inch shorter. Like it's incredible. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, y'all, if you're listening to this and you have bad hips, bad knees, and you have good insurance, definitely treat yourself to getting a new hip new knee yeah i have i've heard nothing but good stuff about that you guys so treat yourself um my, my doctor said that if i wouldn't have gone in and had the surgery done on my heel that i just had that i'd be an inch shorter on one leg oh my god just think okay. about the swagger in your in your walk though man you could have you know you could have had that like yeah <laughs> yeah. Right. So Zach, Zach, I don't want to bring up your injury because it's like you just had surgery on it, and I I don't want to be that guy. But if you've been living under a rock, um, maybe you can just explain why why we have the graces of of getting you on the show for a couple a couple weeks, and uh, how I have dibs on a titanium screw. Yeah, you do have dibs <laughs> on a titanium screw. So um, three weekends ago, I had just. Went into a jump super hot, overshot it, um, abandoned ship, which, as we know, is the worst thing in the world to do. But with the velocity I was going, I didn't want to stay on the bike because I, I do truly believe it would have been worse because I did land into the face of like a berm. And I ended up shattering my left heel, putting it into uh, roughly 20-some pieces. They were able to put a plate and nine screws in it to put it back together. I ended up having some tendon damage, so they went ahead and repaired the tendons while they were in there. Um, had to stitch those up, get them put back into place. They say, you know, two weeks in a soft cast, four weeks in a hard cast, six to eight weeks in a boot. And then on to rehab. As we all know, I'm going to be trying to get rehab done immediately. And I'm hoping that, you know, in October, I'm back on my bicycle riding again. You know, like I don't, I don't, you know, typical stubborn BMXer, you know, you just don't have time to be down and out. That's, go that's, a, that's the energy that I need you to have, though, brother, because that's that's the good stuff where you're like, man, I'm going to be out riding again in this time. Um you you originally thought you it was just shattered in like four like four pieces and it turned out to be like 38 3800 pieces or something what was it well if you look at if you look at the x-ray you're able to count six pieces that the bone was in they're yeah. like well that's just from the top view they're like you're not looking oh. at it from the side view or anything like that you're literally looking at it from the top view only it shows that it's in six pieces from the top view but it's 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 like a round ball. It wasn't just shattered into six pieces. 
that was just the top view of it. I, yeah. it, I didn't show the side views of it. And that's when I found out that it was in roughly, they said 20 some pieces. Oh, wow. Have us, have us come, have us have, come back on and tell us about it when you're ready, Eddie. Because uh, we would love to hear more about the release and what you got planned. All right, you got it, dudes. All right, we'll all talk right. to you guys later. All right, yeah, give me a care. call, Eddie. We'll talk soon. You got it. Bye. All right, later, buddy. Yeah. Bye. So, so Zach, I want to get, I want to get back to, uh, you know, want to thank Eddie for for giving us some time and hanging out with us and and sharing that stuff. Yeah, that was really sure. cool and unplanned. Um, and thanks, Zach, for just randomly calling Eddie Fiola, jumping and having him jump in. You bringing up some old school names, dude. It made me think. Uh, yesterday, I saw on Instagram Scott Town posted up uh, that he's got a new magazine, a new BMX magazine that he's releasing with a couple fellas called Greystoke. And uh, yeah. I ended up, I went and bought a subscription. You guys, you can buy. It's right now because they're just starting out. They're self funding it. I think I paid about a hundred bucks for four issues. You get one a quarter, uh, twenty five an issue. But it is, I looked at some of the previews and it is a definite, it looks uh, dope. yeah, it is, it is a professionally produced magazine. Cannot wait to do that. Uh, so you guys and you get a hold of it in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just like old times, dude. Exactly. I mean, yeah. And you get a hold of it in your hand. You get a, when you go to take a shit, you get to actually put your phone down and pick up the magazine. Exactly. Exactly. When you I know, go, take go a support bath. them, please. <laughs> Please go support them. Go buy your subscriptions now. I I'm begging you. Yeah, please. absolutely. If if it, here's what you're doing, you're 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 spending some money on someone's dream. You're going to get a magazine out of it, but you're also helping launch this so that you know five six years from now, you're always going to have new issues of a BMX magazine. And you know you loved them as a kid. You're going to love it even more as an adult because you haven't seen one in a long time. So. Check it out for sure. Scott Town. If you look up Scott Town or just Greystoke BMX, you'll find the magazine. You can go and subscribe. Sorry, Zach, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, absolutely. You did not cut me off. Yeah, that, it's so cool that <clears throat> all these things are, are coming back from like a full circle of like the magazines. Like like Zach mentioned, you know, having the cartoon section from Damien with Radical Rick, man. It's it's good times to be in BMX, dude. It's good times. Social media brings a lot of attention, but the fact that things are still reflected on from when we were kids and those things are still cool. And the guys who were doing it back in those days, like Eddie and like Damien and, and, and all these guys are still under the spotlight, <clears throat> excuse me. And you know, it, that to me is, that's so dope. Cause now yeah. our kids like Isaac, me, you, Zach, um, they get to see kind of like what we were looking at when, you know, we were out there doing our thing when we were kids. The magazines were the biggest deal. I think Isaac and I's first like connection together was like, dude, you went to the store and looked at magazines on the shelf while your mom shopped at Safeway. Yeah, me too, dude. Boom. Instant friends, yep. you know? So 100%. I think that's cool. You know, what's funny, dude, is uh, so when, when we signed up for USA PMX, you get a quarterly membership to pull magazine. Um, yep. And so, yeah, right. You get it, Zach. Yep. And uh, so Taryn, <laughs> her magazine showed up. I'm like, hey, girl, you got a magazine. She's like, cool. Never looked at a magazine. Like, it didn't dawn on me that like her whole life, she's had an iPad or like a leak pad, some type yeah. of pad, something that ends in the word pad. She hasn't actually held a magazine and like looked through it. And then I handed it to my kids. They're like, is this a catalog? Nope, it's not a catalog. They thought it was a catalog. <laughs> like it was like a, like you're going to look through it. 
That's so awesome. Dude, yeah, I was like, man, I never even dawned on me that these kids won't even know what we're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, this is the this is this is the Instagram of our time, but it's like <laughs> a million flashback Fridays. That's what it's like. That's like that's what a magazine is. It's all your throwback Thursdays and flashback Fridays of <laughs> right. last month put into Dude. pictures and then shipped out to you. Dude, you want to hear a funny thing that happened this week? Uh it has nothing to do with BMX, but it's just a funny dad moment. So we were talking to my daughter, Taryn, and she's like, how did you tell time before? Like, she's like, cause I don't wear a watch. Right. She's like, did you wear a watch when you were my age? I was like, yeah, we had to, we didn't have, that's how you told the time. And then, uh, I, I gave her the, the, the story, like we had a clock in my, in grandma's house that was on, worked on a battery and, and you had to be like, you had to have like extra money to buy batteries in the eighties. Cause like batteries were expensive. You had to talk your mom into that. So I was like, the clock would just get slower over time. And I was like, so you'd look at it and it'd be like, oh, it's 810. It's really eight o'clock. And she's like, how did that work? I said, well, you called popcorn. And she's like, what? Try and explain popcorn. Like, oh yeah, you call a single number called popcorn. She's like, why is it called popcorn? I tried to explain like the ABC over in the numbers, like how you'd like spell things out. No clue. She, she was just like, why would you make that so hard? I was like, I don't know. I have no idea. So like, tell, tell kids we used to text when phone when cell phones first came out with with that same idea, just to say, hey, meet me at this place for dinner. You'd right. be like, A B C, you know, just yeah, it was silly, yeah. dude. Take me ten minutes to say like on my way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. So anyway, that was just a fun parenting moment. But um, Zach, I want to I want to ask you one more dirt jump question, and then we'll 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 wrap up, dude. Um. What would you say? Okay, so I I love the idea of buying a used a used uh I, like Eddie's idea of buying a used dirt jumper and then just swapping it out with a frame or buying like the uh the well, SE has the regular DJ PK Ripper DJ right and then a DJ HD or something. So all everything now is officially gone over to the HD. They only have a few of the left that we we've cut back. We now only sell the HD. Um, okay. and it's the bike that I run. It, what I love most about that is for 90% of the general population, they can go buy that bike and they will not have to swap anything out on it for the longest time. That's yeah, what I love most is, <clears throat> is, is they won't, they won't have to change a thing on it for 90% of the people that go out and buy it. You know, yes. the guys that are expert riders, they'll want to, they may want to up, upgrade the cranks, you know, they may want to upgrade the handlebars. But besides that, like there, there's there just isn't anything there. Like the rims are bulletproof. The frame itself is amazing. Um, it's got the best fork on the market in my in my opinion. I've been riding from with Manitou for years, so them teaming up with them, you know, to put the forks on is just it's just it's a plus for me, you know. What's so, the fork? What's it called? Manitou what? It's the Manitou Circus. Yes, it's the Manitou Circus Expert is what comes on that. They do have a notch above that, which is the Pro. Um, in all honesty, for 99% of the people on the planet, the Expert is going to be more than enough fork for them that they'll ever need. Yeah, and I'm taking just, it to a BMX track. I'm not going to be... Yeah, I'm not doing anything crazy. And and the thing is, is that that fork, you can lock that fork out, Isaac, and you can run it on the BMX track at a hundred miles per hour, because if you're going fast and smooth, 
and you lock that fork out, you're not going to feel any suspension movement in it at all. Okay. I'm in, dude. I'm excited about this. Like I'm, I'm super excited. I'm going to ask you actually then one more question. Cause I'm going to head over to the Supercross site just so you can give me some advice on the one I want. I'm looking at. Um, so I'm looking at a frame called the shine. Okay. And I'm going to drop down 26, small, large, or extra large, small, large, extra large. And it says the specs, short 21.75 top tube, which is shorter than my my bike I'm riding right now. Yeah. Uh, long 22.75 top tube, which is exactly what I'm riding now. XL mm-hmm. 23.15. So with me being 5'11", um, what would would you suggest the long? Or you said you don't like the the real long, or did you care? Yeah, I would go. I would go medium. Yeah, I would okay. go the. Yeah, I would go with that twenty one seven five for you. Okay, the oh, the twenty one seven five or the twenty two, or the twenty two. Okay, yeah, okay. I go the twenty two. You can go twenty one seven five, twenty two, or what? Twenty three point one five. Okay, and is this a dirt jumper frame? Dirt jumper. Yeah, I would go. I would go the medium for you. Okay. Craig, yeah. I'd say Craig, Craig and I are the same height. So Craig, you'd be the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Taking notes. You know, right. absolutely. You know, and I mean, the the way that these bikes are built, you know, and, and don't take the geometry fully in because, you know, you'd be like, oh, well, my, you know, my BMX bike is this length or my, you know, my 29ers, this like because of the, the way that the head tubes are and like the angles that you've got going on and all right. of that, it, it all plays a little bit different role. But, right. but floating around in that 22, you know, anything in between a 22 and 23 top head tube for you, you're going to love. Okay. That that was my question, dude. I'm, I was just like, man, which one should I get? And will I, w- you know, would it be worth me, uh, you know, buying one? That that was my question. Just like, should I do it? Um, but I think, yeah, I think I'm going to tell looking you right it. now, you jump onto a dirt jumper and, and, and I'm not lying that you may never touch another bike again. They're that, wow. they're, they truly are that universal. Like they are so comfortable for ride outs, right? Like you can, you can sit up enough on them that you can ride it on a ride out, right? Yeah. Like there, there's no questions asked there, but yet they're so strong. They're so light. They're so durable that you can take them to the dirt jumps. You can take them to the skate park. You can run this thing all day long, every day. And if you feel like you want to go downhill in, you're going to burn through the brakes on the rotors just because of the 130 millimeter rotors. You know, you, you're not on those big 160s, you know, like what big mountain bikes are. Um, but man, I still will take my DJ every time we go up to the mountains and I will always take my first run, even before I hop on the downhill bike, I'll always take my first run on the DJ just to haul ass and ride my DJ down the mountain. It's just so much fun. Yeah. Did you, um, uh, did you take your DJ to Santa Cruz the last time we were there? Yeah. Well, I rode, actually, I didn't take mine because Damon had one out there waiting for me. I mean, but that's what you rode on that ride out. So yeah. you, that's, I mean, you know, you've been on and that's a huge ride out, dude. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've ridden all the, I've ridden the biggest ride outs. Like all of them are on my DJ. Absolutely. No questions asked. I'm telling yeah. you they they are the most comfortable bike that I truly believe they're the most comfortable and universal bike on the planet. Yeah. You backflipped like back over BMX. Craig there. It's I backflipped right? over Craig. And, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I backflipped over Craig there on that bike. Yeah. Oh, no kid. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. dude. I shouldn't have even asked. That's true. Hey, on speaking of that, man, 
or not the backflip so much, but the ride out with the DJ. Um, what what bars were you run? Are you running stock bars on that too? The low rise bars. So at that ride out, I wasn't. Damon had put some. Damon had put some like BMX bars on there, like a set of cruiser bars. Really? And he's like, yeah. He's like, will you just ride this and tell me if this feels funny? He's like, because I like the way this feels, and I'm like, yeah. I rode. It felt it felt awesome. Like it was it was really easy to wheelie. It was really easy to wheelie. Like that thing was so easy to pop up <laughs> into a wheelie. I was like, whoa! <laughs> First time I did it, I like looped out. I was like, oh shit! Yeah, dude, that's fun. Um, Craig, we'll close. We'll close on this too because now we're talking about Santa Cruz. Yeah. Uh, Santa Cruz ride out. I mean, I'm starting to see it. It's what two weeks away now? I think. Um, yeah, a little over two weeks. I believe it's August 19th. And they have confirmed that it's it's actually happening. So we we've like I that was my first question: Is this real? And is this like sanction? Is this a real like? Is is Tom is Santa Cruz Maniacs behind it? And it sounds like it sounds like they are going to be doing the Santa Cruz ride out. So it's, I'm pretty psyched about that. Yeah, definitely. If you guys head over to Santa Cruz Maniacs Instagram page, they have the actual posting up. You know, you guys can check it out. It's yeah. it's there's not a lot of info yet. I think that's kind of the, the way Tom has done things in the past. Um, you know, announce it, but not a lot of info. Those those things come as they get closer to the date, like, hey, where's the meetup spot? Where's, you know, all those other yeah. things. But you know, as far as I can see right here, I'm on their page, Santa Cruz Right Out, 819. 2023 in santa cruz california so there you go well i i i'd like to be there i hope i can make it out there but man it's like i i don't know it's coming up quick (laughs) it's coming super quick man and i've also got old school bmx reunion in september that's another big one frog town we're we're excited frog town is coming up yeah zach once you are better dude um we will find a way to get you out to uh dirty fest next year because you would absolutely adore Dirty Fest. I need to get out there. I keep hearing about how much fun it is. And Todd, Todd's like, Zach, get your ass out here for it. And like last time I was doing show, like uh, uh, the, the past few years that I've known about it, I've only known it for about it for the past two years. And what sucks about it is I've had shows the exact same weekend, you know, and it's, you know, it's hard to pass up show money, you know? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, how's it, how are you doing mentally not doing shows now? Like that's gotta be the hardest part, right? You know, mentally, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to stay positive, you know, like I'm a happy dude. And like, I've got friends that are constantly messaging me, you know, and people are constantly messaging me on Instagram. And it's just, I thank you guys all so much for the people that are out there messaging me. Thank you guys so much. It really does keep my spirits up. And everyone's like, can't wait to ride with you again. And that's what's keeping me motivated to really get back out on the bike as soon as possible. Like, I don't want them to be like, you know, and my surgeon was really awesome. She was amazing. Like, she walked into the door and like Jen fell in love with her immediately because she goes, this is like exactly like verbatim almost word for word. She walked in the door and said, "Um, your heel is really bad. You need to have surgery, but my game plan is to get you back on your bike in the next three to four months, and we will make that happen. Dude, that's and I was that's like, awesome. I mean, and, I and would, that that's what you want to hear too, because you got a mental yeah. game that you know you got a mental game that you've got to work through as well. I mean, you got the injury, you know, you've got a long road ahead of you and a lot of work to do, 
But, yeah. you know, you got to get that mental game. I'm not saying that you're not. I'm just saying one people that go through this. I've been through this. Isaac's been through it with his knee. Now you with your heel and, and folks with other things going on, you got to get that mental game like, yep, I'm getting back into it. I got to get back into this, you know? Yeah. And I'm just getting in, in all honesty, I'm just getting hungrier and hungrier. You know, that's th- this time off my bike. Like right now, I'm just dying so bad to get back on the bike and ride. And and Jen is just like, you know, it's it's another thing, you know, when you got her in my ear, just going, baby, I want to go ride. I want to go ride. And it's like, you know what? You're right. We need to get back out on the bikes. We need to ride. She's ready to ride. And like, um, I'm not able to leave the house yet but as soon as i'm able to i'm going to be out videoing her and videoing all my friends and once i'm back out into that scene you know that's just going to make me more hungry and that's going to make me work even harder to get back onto the trails even quicker and sooner yeah, you know yeah. like i'm not i'm not letting this i'm i'm looking at this you know injury is yeah it sucks but it's a blessing in disguise you know maybe i needed to reset myself to really really get hungry to ride my bike I mean, I'm, I was hungry to ride my bike every single day, you know, don't get me wrong. Like every day I got to ride my bike. I was a, I was a 10 out of 10, but you know what? Maybe I needed this injury to get me to a, a 12 out of 10 every time I want to get out on my bike. Big facts, dude. I feel so that. true. I got to tell you too, man. Um, Jen's progressing so much, bro. I don't know. Like, I mean, you see it, but like, dude, she's like, I, I, I remember seeing her when she first started, like scared to go over a jump uh yeah like, nervous and now she's like hitting them dude like i she's getting air she's she's getting up like i saw a clip recently i thought she was gonna wall ride i was like but, no she does okay. wall ride now if you go onto her instagram page if you go onto jen's instagram page she's got a lot of wall rides we do an over under wall ride that, I, that's that one i saw yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we do an we do an over under wall ride and she's you know and that's on a that's on an eight foot tall wall with a six foot underneath it. So total height. So, and she's going up about, she's going up about halfway up that wall. She yeah. goes about, nice. she goes about halfway up that wall and she is just, she, what, what we decided to work on is let's forget about jumping. Let's yeah. worry about just going fast. And now she just goes fast over the jumps and like sucks them up and like racers over them. And she's just, she's doing amazing. I'm That's so fun, proud of her. It's fun. It's a good, it's a good thing to do with your family. I love that. Yeah. Uh, and she's awesome. Craig, Craig, uh, how's your knee feeling, bro? Knees, uh, knees get, I'm getting there. Yep. Getting there. Just, uh, like Zach's doing, man. I'm taking it easy. Not trying to, well, well Zach's laid up, but, um, yeah. unfortunately, sorry, Zach. Uh, yeah, man, yeah. it's, it's just another thing, you know, and we'll, we'll get through it. All of us. Yeah. Ice. That's what, Ice. That's what I get to look at. You got a big snow sock on, dude. Look at that. Yeah, yeah dude. You got to have everybody come sign it. You got to have everyone come write their name on it. Well, that that one's just the um that that's one's the soft just, one. That's the soft one. So, yeah. Cool, man. Well, Zach, dude, I appreciate you coming out and spending time with us. Craig, thank you so much for making time to hang out and do a podcast with yeah. me. Uh, it's been so much fun. I'm going to go through I'll get this edited up and we'll publish it. Um but dude, Zach, come back. We'll, we're going to do another podcast next week. You're welcome to come back and hang out and yeah, for sure. Good chat, you know, Craig, appreciate you, buddy. Have a good work rest of the work week. Find a cool song. Send us out, buddy. You got it, man. Thanks, everyone. And a special shout out to uh, Eddie Fiola for showing up here. You guys, that was dope. And Zach Lewis, 
It's going to be a recurring special guest host with us as we move forward because Zach's that kind of guy, man. He's hanging out. He's down to chit chat with us. And he's got a lot of cool friends like us, like you guys. So guess what? We want you guys back here with us listening, hanging out with Zach, Isaac, myself, Brady's for Big Bike BMX podcast. This is 80s BMX Craig saying thank you to each and every one of you who've been hanging out here. We love you. To all of our sponsors, you guys are going to see them right there on the uh, podcast uh, links and go visit them, support them, support those who support BMX and support us and support you guys. You guys, stay rad. Go ride your bike. Thanks, Craig. You guys, I love the shit out of you. Have some fun. Do some cool stuff this week. Zach, thank you so much for hanging out. Please tell Jen thank you for giving us your time. Eddie Fiola, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for coming and spending time and showing us cars and talking about movies. Man, it's a good time. I forgot to add, man, I want to ask him how many times he did bar hops in that Mountain Dew commercial. Because that's the one thing I remember is him like doing the bar hop, drinking the Mountain Dew. Man, he probably did that a hundred times. Got paid nothing. <laughs> so anyway, y'all, have fun. Go do awesome stuff on your bikes. We'll see you back here next week on Big Bike BMX. Peace.